0: Welcome back, everybody, to a dad life, a podcast by dads for dads. And as usual, I am your host, Sam McCauley, joined by my great friend who I haven't seen in weeks. Yes. Alex Leonard. How are you, Lynn?
1: Hello. Hello, dear friend. Yes, I'm 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 here. You're seeing me in the flesh. What a lovely surprise it's, for you oh today no. has been.
0: Charlie wasn't thrilled. Oh <laughs> my god.
1: So there we just set the scene. Uh Charlie is now, you know, he's 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 walking around. He's a little human. Running the show. Um and uh, I walk in. Charlie, of course, is Sam's little boy. I walk in and just say, hello, like, in you know, in a nice little, you know, friendly way. Uh, thinking that, you know, because I've got a kid now, I'm good with kids. He literally looked at me and bawled his eyes out and then crawled to, uh, like, ran to you, grabbed, you know, went up to his mom early and just like, wouldn't stop crying. So apparently I've still got the magic uh, effect on children. Um, even though I thought I had it down pat, but you know, this has been
0: a nice change, then, to be honest, because we've had some lovely feedback over the first sort of the three episodes, and I tell you what, most people will say, oh, you know, lo- loving what the kind of the conversation you yeah. guys are having. Isn't Len's voice so soothing? And then for you to come in today, yep. use that you know lovely English tone to, to say hello to Charlie and petrify mm-hmm. him, was a welcome change. Yeah, he's a
1: typical Australian, your son, <laughs> because he clearly doesn't like the English. So there you go.
0: Um, now to briefly mention the elephant in the room. Obviously, Len, we're in my office. Do you want to maybe tell the listeners what, what's um, to your left?
1: There is a, a, a plethora of balloons arranged in a beautiful almost wedding-like um arrangement you know when you go to a wedding and you see like they'll have some nice led lights and some bulb lights and then they'll have this balloon arrangement but there's like little balloons big balloons different color balloons and they're all stuck together um that is what i'm looking at now uh, a sea of green balloons pink balloons blue balloons Maybe some lilac in there. Well done. It's beautiful. Didn't,
0: didn't want you to say purple. It is lilac. now. Beautiful. Uh, we have Charlie's birthday party, first birthday happening on yep. uh, Sunday. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought I'd give one of the great life hacks that I've come across because first birthdays, and we'll get to that in a couple episodes, I'm sure, but yep. uh, first birthdays have become bigger than Ben-Hur. And the thought of doing a balloon arch scared me, not only the time, but also the money. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, Facebook Marketplace, Yeah, the day after somebody's hosted their own Bigger than Ben, her first, second, third, fourth, or fifth birthday. Yep. They are giving away balloon arches. Five dollars, Len. Five Australian. I have, ba- I have to say, I would say that if you bought that
1: new, it would cost at least two hundred dollars. Well, okay, that's my opinion, yeah. and and my opinion is always correct. Yeah. So <laughs> you've saved one hundred and ninety-five dollars there.
0: So yeah, not really where we're going with the episode today, but little life hack: Facebook Marketplace for all your balloon arch needs uh, mm. the weekend after. But Len. Episode three, uh, we were sort of touching on, you know, coming home from the hospital, you know, getting those crucial routines set up in those first couple of days. And, um, you know, it doesn't stop there. Those routines sort of obviously carry through Mm -hmm. the next sort of month, which is where we're sort of heading to today with episode four.
1: Yes, the first month and uh, starting to feel like you've got a grip of things, I guess, Um, which is um, it doesn't feel like in those first few weeks that you... you you know I come i I thinking about how I felt back then and the exhaustion I thought oh my god I don't think I'm going to be able to do this for much longer but don't worry because hopefully you know when you get to that sort of first month sort of that first four weeks or you know that sort of that checkpoint hopefully you've started to get a bit of grip of a grip of things and are getting into a a nice routine
0: well they kind of say it takes sort of 21 days to develop a bit of a a habit and um those habits of sort of raising raising an infant um are certainly well entrenched by by the 21 uh, day mark Mm. but then again nobody's situation is the same everybody's baby is different but talking through your sort of routine what you you and mel were sort of running through um what what did you have set up were you running with um alfie in the cot from the get-go in his room did you have a bassinet in the room were you sleeping alongside him how did it look uh terrified was
1: how it was at the start because you know we had the bassinet in the room so you know everyone is open to their own Choices, what they want to do, but recommended to us by several people, and you know, nurses, midwives, etc., was to have the bassinet in the room. You burrito them. Remember that verb from a few episodes ago. Burrito them nice and tight in there, and they, you know, sleep next to you in the room. And you wake up during the night and do the routine that we talked about in the last episode. um Obviously, you know, you're just on edge for the first few weeks because you're just like it's it's quite it's quite a scary thing. You're like you know you sid's safe you're trying to make sure the baby's like nice and tucked in can't move anywhere and then you, you know you, you get used to it like obviously at the start of the first few nights you're like you're kind of like any noise anything you're like boop, up like a shot yeah um, and then you sort of you know and now i'm just going to tell you right now if, if he cries in his nursery i'm at, i'm i'm sleeping through it i sleep through like a log so
0: <laughs> you're not wrong those initial Days and weeks, the slightest noise. Um, yeah, I think as parents, you're rarely getting into that deep sleep that um, you know mm-hmm. we probably all take for granted um, growing up. Uh, but yeah, the slightest noise um, during that sort of bassinet stage while they're in the room. Were you running with um, a white noise a sound yep. machine? We And we with still the- do. Uh, yep, absolutely. we still
1: do. Uh, you know, you know what? Like we've talked about this on previous episodes. There's a lot of noise in my house because we've got a Great Dane now and she barks at random times and she's a huge dog 60 kilos when she barks <laughs> five more than last week <laughs> it goes up by five every week mate when she barks you know about it that you know 10 houses down know about it so the most important thing for us is to try and nullify any external noise by playing some little white noise yeah. and i have to say it's ruined my bedtime routine because i used to listen to podcasts when i go to bed now i'll tell you something podcast plus white noise difficult listen okay (laughs) so little tip i would you know say the white noise is crucial but it will ruin anything you listen to when you go to bed okay
0: Uh, but it's
1: good it nullifies loads of other noises and it sort of i don't know i don't know if this is true because you know who knows our kids can't vocalize this to us and we we don't know does it help probably i mean it probably makes them when they hear that white noise sort of go to sleep Mm much like if you are listening to this podcast right now when you go to bed, you probably also will fall asleep (laughs) by the tone of our voices.
0: No, they're a very good point. I mean, I remember reading something. It's like, you know, you're asking yourself, why on earth, what's happening with my baby? Why is it crying? Why is it not sleeping? But, you know... Never heard deafening silence before. Like that's a brand new experience for them. Um, So a a lot of probably what we're going to talk about with our routine. And again, uh, everybody's different and what works for you and your family might work for you. That might not work for somebody else Mm. was during that first sort of what is known as the fourth trimester. And it's like, you know, the baby's been born, but there's still so much development going on is where we found the biggest success in our routines was where we were able to mimic essentially what was happening in the womb whether it be how we were settling Charlie, how we were holding him, the shushing technique. you were What was your tempo of the shh,
1: shh, 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 shh. And I'll tell you something. If you listen to yourself do that for long enough, eventually it just becomes crazy. Like You know when you say a word over and over again? I did shushing so many times, obviously, when we couldn't settle him um that it probably went on for 20 minutes and it just blurred into this am i saying it right i know what you mean
0: it's like i was questioning (laughs) this sounds alien to me what am i saying Uh, Uh, again if you're not up in this phase you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna completely understand because yeah that rhythmic shushing really does work along with the mm. rhythmic padding on the on the backside and then once they're in the bassinet the rhythmic padding alongside their head um all things that you you sort of find out and work through trial and error um to get that routine perfect Oh yeah, um, so routine done and dusted. Uh, we've well not done and dusted. It's far from done and dusted. I never. mean, a year on, it's, it's still, never done and dusted. It's still it's still going. Um, so, but those first few weeks, Len any any significant events that maybe threw a spanner in the works, or um. you, I mean, you mentioned last time, obviously. Alfie arrived, um, relatively early. Yes. Um, how was, um, your appointments with the midwives, um, the maternal health nurses in those first few weeks? Yeah.
1: So, you know, um, like I mentioned, he was a little bit early and and very small, um, you know, a couple of kilos. So he needed to put on some weight. So for us, the first month was literally about sticking to that routine religiously and making sure Alfie had enough food. Um, so we had, a two midwife appointments a week they would come Way Alfie uh he was a little bit jaundiced as well um because a lot of premature babies are um so they were checking like his his jaundice levels they were checking um like his weight so for us it was you know it was actually quite a transformative month um but we also had um, a couple of issues which is and this is a <clears throat> this is kind of a it felt at the time like because we were very sleep deprived and also you know we are worried about you know Alfie because he's a bit small we needed to put on weight but he also developed a hernia Um so imagine this we get out of special care we get out of special care and then basically get home take him to his first midwife local midwife appointment like um, a council funded midwife appointment and essentially they pointed out that he had hernia and we were just like oh no
0: was in the belly button region.
1: Uh, this was the groin area, okay. and in boys, it's quite noticeable because one of their testicles will will become very swollen. Um, so it, it and sort of blue and and purpley, and and that is a problem. Now, sometimes the hernias can be fine, and you can leave them for ages and have surgery in like a year mm. or something um But because of the coloration of certain areas, this was quite an urgent one. So, not only was he small, uh, and hernias are common in premature babies, very common. And her- hernias in babies are very common anyway. But we had to go get surgery. So, we were to and from the hospital several times doing consultancies with surgeons and stuff like that for the hernia. So, for us, the first month was keeping to a routine, but also we were a little bit on edge because we had to wait a couple of weeks for the hernia to be sorted. Mm. Then he developed another hernia on the other side. So you get one sorted and there's a chance that when you have the operation that they can sort the other side out without... Even if it doesn't have one, they'll put some stitching in there to stop it happening. Yeah. But baby's going to be under anesthetic for a certain amount of time. His hernia was quite large the first time. They couldn't do the other side. And then what happened? He developed a hernia on the other side. So in that first month, we had two hernias, two operations, both overnight stays. And the little fellow was quite small. So... Our first month, yeah, if, in terms of events, it was very eventful. Plus, we're running on fumes. Yeah. You know, Mel's, you know, obviously devastated that he had to go under the knife. Like, you know, and it's a simple surgery, but mm. it's still, you know, the idea of, you know, having to anesthetize your baby mm. and then be cut open and stitched up mm. twice on top of the fact that he's small, it was a very tough time for us. And, you know, like my job in that time was just to be positive, drive to and from the hospital. I, I, like I said in a previous episode, I was going to and from the hospital probably two or three times a week. Before petrol was $2.20. <laughs> Before petrol was $2.20, <laughs> bro. Um, so, you know, it was nice and cheap, if yeah. anything. but, um, yeah, so all you can do in that sort of space as, as, as the dad and, and, and what I was doing is just trying to be positive. You know, obviously I'm, I'm worried as well. That's a perfectly normal thing to feel, but you've got to try and be, you know, outwardly strong mm. for your partner, especially when, as we've discussed, like hormonally, um, because of birth and other circumstances, your partner might be extremely stressed. You That's, know, uh, yeah. you know what i mean and it's just like you, it can come out of nowhere you know that the, the levels of you know sadness or mm. happiness or you know just hormonally there's a lot going on for your partner
0: absolutely and i think it's it's probably never spoken about enough because i mean women are just categorically that incredible yeah but i mean I've had a knee reconstruction, Len, and let yeah. me tell you, when I got home, everybody was hearing about it. Yeah, Bring me the right. ice. I need the <laughs> compression machine. I'm yeah. out of snacks. Um, yeah. Why isn't Netflix logged in? But I think what often gets lo- like forgotten about is you, you, you get home with your newborn, and your partner has, you know, as you, you mentioned in the last few episodes, you know, gone through something traumatic. It's a it's a fairly significant event, and yeah. there is a great deal of healing that still needs to go on while you're running on fumes, while. Spanners are being thrown in the works like two hernias. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, probably not enough credits given to, to to women with what they're going through in the first half. That's life. right. Um, and
1: that's why you've got to just be there. Um, like we talked about last episode, you're not just cleaning the house. You're not just making dinners. You're not just – you are assisting any way you can with feeds, with changing, getting clothes ready, um, burritoing or swaddling um and you know if anyone wants some you know and this is a thing that i because I, I didn't know about the hernias with kids right so i'll just say it now in the podcast just as a bit of a tip um you know don't panic don't panic just go see your gp they'll refer you straight away to a hospital the hospital will go check it out um if you want to go private go private do what you want to do you know quicker obviously down the private system um but you know the most important thing is if you notice um areas start changing color um, from you know in a day if you see colour changing you need to go to the hospital immediately Yeah. because hernias are pretty much very you know solvable it, you can wait like I said with the surgeries but when you start seeing coloration change if your baby's not you know crying a lot and, and if they're um acting a bit disgruntled we were told with that sort of thing go straight to the emergency room and that's why we went to the emergency room like honestly and it sounds crazy we went like three or four times yeah and every time they were like no it's okay we'll check it again we'll check it again until you get your date for surgery because it's not instant you know you're going to have to wait a few weeks probably Mm -hmm. at least so just don't panic look out for any coloration changes speak to your gp and take it from there but yeah hernias in kids especially premature very common and you know they're all the stronger for it man like you know my my kid's already been under the knife twice he had two operations you know so i know he's he's a resilient little little fella You know what I mean? I like that about it, you know, he's a little fighter. So that's good.
0: Hundred, hundred. Um Yes. Well I didn't think we're getting such an in depth answer. That was quite the month. Quite the the initial month. I completely forgot about it. Maybe it's
1: like traumatic, so I sort of put it out of my mind. But then I was like, No, that that happened, I remember, yes. It's
0: it's about it's it's so interesting. You obviously do so much planning around what you can control and there is so much you can control in terms of setting up the environment and, you know, getting things in your ducks in a row, but there are things that you can't control. I um, mean, mm. for us, um, second week, Charlie's at home where, you know, think we're getting a little bit of a routine. We're running on fumes as, as we would have sort of mentioned. Um, and then Melbourne had one of the biggest storms it's yeah. had in, you know, probably yeah. the last two decades. Yeah. Murphy's going ballistic, he's barking at something and we um we stroll outside to see our one and only tree. We're not we're not in the leafy eastern suburbs out here in Melbourne. Our one and only tree in the front yard completely ripping out our power. Um and we had to up and uh, uproot ourselves and um, move to the in-laws for yep. about 6 nights. Nightmare. Um where we <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, they haven't listened yet. So yeah, yeah it was yeah. a nightmare. Yeah. In-laws. Yeah, ugh. <laughs> oh, bloody hell. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but uh, I think that highlights two two things uh, very very quickly that there is some things that we um, can't control, and so quickly all your plans might literally go out the window, and you need to mm. move to move to the in laws. Um, but it also highlights how crucial those support networks are. Um, we've yep. spoken in the past, and you know I made a delivery the other day to a good friend that just had a had a baby because I remember how valuable those meals were. Oh, precious. Um, but the support network of your friends and family when, you know, the proverbial hits the fan is so, so crucial. And, um, you know, we were able to get that routine back um, up and running in a, in a different location mm. before being able to move back.
1: And I was, uh, I live around the corner from you, obviously. So that storm also affected us. There, it's been crazy, crazy storms here. Like the winds just out of nowhere can go ballistic. And one time before we actually had kids, we lost power for like a week. You were good. <laughs> We lost power for a week. And it was when Mel was heavily pregnant and we had to, you know, go stay at a mate's house. Thank, you know, Thankfully, like I said, support network, like you mm. just mentioned. And we stayed there and it was lovely and warm because we had no heating, no hot water. Uh, and it was very dark. Like, we, you know... We- we had to just do what we had to do mel was heavily pregnant she needed to be in a very comfortable environment you know so things like that can happen like you say they're out of your control you know you just got to hope that you've got that support network around you um and you know i understand in some cases you know that's difficult some people might not be as fortunate as us to have that support network but try and reach out to people don't be afraid to reach out to people like even if you know you think people aren't there for you like you'd be amazed at how lovely human beings are mm. like when people are in need don't be afraid to ask yeah. like honestly don't because it's it's difficult to do i know some people are like you know i don't need help or um they think that people won't help them but they will just ask. Yeah, absolutely. always ask.
0: Absolutely, and that you know, doing something kind for someone else makes you feel incredible. So I mean, if, right. you, if you listen to this, play hey it forward, play it forward. If you if you if you know of someone that's just had a kid, if, if maybe you're a few months away from it, you know, trust me, a beef stroganoff, <laughs> you know, not for me personally. <laughs> I, you know, I'd say lasagna, or burrito. You're really on the burrito. burritos, <laughs> Mexican. Mexican doesn't travel
1: well. Doesn't travel well. Does no, not no, travel no, well. No, lasagna no. travels perfectly.
0: And your lasagna, yeah, you dropped anyway. Yeah. You dropped one of those off. I did. So, Len, I've got um, breastfeeding first month. Again, we sort of touched on last week that there is light at the end of the tunnel. That routine, the timings of the feed, start to extend. It's not two hours every 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 three hours every two hours every three hours forever. Um, So, was it in that first month you started to see a a bit more of
1: a? Well, he was like I said, small, so we were like every three hours plus a bottle feed. So you're like double feeds, Mm. you know. But eventually, towards the end of that first month, we stretched out to four hours and probably you were like five hours maybe or something. And that, you know, that's when you start getting a bit of your life back. Like we talked about watching American Idol. (laughs) Absolutely brilliant show obviously a few weeks ago and now you can probably do that do you know what i mean you can you can even is it tivo in america they say is that like recording it (laughs) Uh, you can record it and you can just watch it all day you get you know you get a couple of episodes in now some people can think this is recorded in 2003 (laughs) (laughs) yeah but no you can start watching stuff i remember we started watching some netflix shows again and you know they sleep for a bit longer sometimes between feeds and you know you just start getting those little moments back and that's when you start to feel a bit more human again. You know what I mean? And not like a zombie.
0: <laughs> now, Len, I think it's our duty again. I think a big part a big part of our audience, and I know it is, is future dads that are going through it so quickly. And there's some things that, you know, have been thrown on the couch that have just become a, a part of this home environment. Mm. Tell us what a nipple shield is. Oh, man, for,
1: for us, nipple shields were like the saviour. Um, because breastfeeding is not an exact science and you know so many different factors can mean your baby latches on very early or there's a bit of struggle latching on or whatever Um, and nipple shields for us just worked perfectly like they because Alfie was quite small he wasn't able to latch on necessarily very well at the start so nipple shields uh, when we were in special care literally straight after he was born they tried nipple shields with uh, Mel and lo and behold it was far more effective mm. and he was able to get far more milk and that's what he needed because he needed to grow um so if you uh, and they're also protected for the nipple which mm. is you know for i i i would recommend them you know just without question i don't see any negatives in using the nipple shield
0: well, you do the maths Every fa- three hours you're feeding for an hour. it's, yeah. a, it's a work day. Yeah, it's a, it's a genuine work day. And, yeah. Um, you know, from Ellie's experience, it takes its toll. It's incredibly painful. Yes. Um, and there's some really affordable and effective. It's so measures. affordable. Yeah.
1: They're like, I don't know, like twenty five dollars yeah. for a pack of three, and you just wash them sterilize after every them. sterilize them after every use, yep. and then you're back on them again. And you know, I completely forgot about them until you mentioned them. I was like, yeah, Jesus, they completely. Mm transformed the way that Alfie got his food Mm. um, and made the whole process for Mel a lot easier. And she swears by them. Yeah. You know, you know, I remember going to baby bunting and picking up like nine of those bad boys and I bringing them back. I got them. I got the nipple shields, you know, it's also a thing. Can I ask why the odd odd number? I think they come in sets of three. (laughs) So, but I, I actually, that's a funny story. Um, and this is a tip for any dads out there. Like I remember Mel was obviously knackered and she's sending, a she gave me a list of things, clothes, like things to go to Baby Bunting, which is a baby store, a baby outlet store here, and to get. And we're talking nipple shields, um, a new type of pump. We're talking bottles that fit that pump. We're talking singlets. We're talking... I love this because Any- it's
0: things you, you, for the last th- three
1: decades... <laughs> oh, you, <laughs> you have not even that? considered. I walk into Baby Bunting like uh, a newborn calf just coming out of a cow. I'm just like can't even look. I can't walk. I'm just like well, look at this piece of paper. There's stuff
0: everywhere. They saw you coming. They saw. They
1: literally did. This old this old lady. She she came up and she was like, "Do you need some help?" I said, "Yes, please." And then we we spent like 50 minutes going round. And she was helping me choose styles of clothes. She was like, "I like that pattern there." I was like, "Oh yeah, that's good." That um, and you know, uh, it, so that's a thing you might have to do is is you know go to the shop for for your partner. Um and it's okay if you don't know what stuff is yeah. because people there will help you and they will spot you a mile off like they did with me. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> their commission that day through the roof. Yeah. They charged you anyway. Now, did you know this is probably it's on topic, but it's a bit off off um, off topic? Yeah. Did you know the bio, like the biology of why our nose is shaped the way that it is? Why our nose is shaped the way it is? Why it's like it's. It's a big part of it's got to do with breastfeeding. Okay, I did not know that. So So if you think, and again, feel free to do this if you're driving the car, um, pull over, be safe. In motorboating. (laughs) Is that what we're doing? I don't know where it's it's going. (laughs) Go on. (laughs) But if you think about a baby breastfeeding, their face is, you know, essentially fully submerged trying to um, get milk and their face is against a Boob. boob or a breast. Yes. And if you... Place your hand on your nose, yeah, flat down. Yeah, you that. can still effectively breathe.
1: breathe. That's very clever, Isn't it? And, and that is now just something I'll think Cemented about for the next few days at least.
0: <laughs> just walking around, yeah, motivating. Oh, there you go, motivating, yeah. Um, in a way, now, Len, I know we've pro- we've had um, conversations privately, um, not on the podcast around well, this before. On the fact that off the record, off yeah. the record, let's yeah. bring it on the record that, um, you know, we get a bit jealous of that connection that is made between baby and mum immediately through, you know, um, this initial skin to skin and, and in particular yep. breastfeeding. Yep. Was there something in that first sort of month in the routine that you set up at home um, to have really have that connection that you would do yep. regularly every single night? Yep. So we
1: dovetailed the feeding. So Mel would do the breastfeed, but I would do the bottle feed. And... So I I was feeding Alfie every day, Mm. multiple times. I'd say as many times, not as many times as Mel was, that sounds ridiculous, but like maybe four or five times a day I was feeding him a bottle. Um, And it was actually quite sweet. Um, Also, we're doing skin-to-skin time, like, you know, for the first few weeks, that's just nice, you know. Um, But uh, they did this very sweet thing where whenever I fed him, he would grab my finger. Like I hold the bottle and I held my little finger out and he'd always grab my finger. He still does it to this Mm. day. Like he loves holding my hand when I feed him with a bottle, which sometimes I do do, you know, if we have um, some milk in the fridge or whatever and Mel's tired. Um, And that was amazing to me. It was that instant connection and just, yeah, like I said before, bottle feeding is great because it allows your partner a break. And some babies, if you don't do it early, they, they refuse to take the bottle. Mm. So, and he loves it now. And he, you know, he takes the bottle from me fine and loves it. So do that. Like if you can, just maybe mm. once a day, you don't have to do it as many times as we were because we were trying to bulk him up, obviously, yeah. but like, just give it a go and let him hold you,
0: let him hold, see if they hold your hand. Mm. Cause it's very sweet. It's so sweet. It's very sweet. It's so sweet. And God, I mean, as I mentioned, Charlie's sort of 11 months and a bit, they grow up so quickly. It's ridiculous. And like, yeah. you know, you see those, you know, four or five week uh, old babies. Like, oh, take me back. It's uh, funny because when at the time
1: and this is because you, you're in that first month and you're, you're stressed and you're tired. Mm. You're kind of like, just grow up already. Just, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And now we're trying yeah, to save some. <laughs> yeah. And Al- Alfie's like, you know not as old as Charlie's just a bit younger but that you said they grow up so fast and it, it kind of gets to the thing where you're just like everyone always tells you that you know when they're like six seven seven yeah. months old that's like perfect mm. and you're like what are you talking about that can't be right and now I'm like it's totally right yeah. like, you know we've just gone past a sweet spot <laughs> like yeah, yeah. it's still awesome but like it's amazing yeah. but you know when they're that small and it's, they are amazing. Like just,
0: You said it, you said you're, you're so stressed, you're so highly strung and you're so tired. It's like the, the, the window to, to enjoy it is is really not uh, that, not it's not that long. Snatched um, moments, so, yeah. I'd say it is.
1: It's, you know, like, like I said, when he grabs my hand, when mm. we do a feed or the first time you see a smile, mm. which I'm sure would happen maybe in yeah. the first month, potentially, like, you know, first month or so, you'll see a few smiles, mm. maybe.
0: I made a really, really big conscious effort and it's, it's a bit of, be part to do with what i do for work as well but the bedtime stories you know the late night um attempts to get him to feed a bottle you know it could have been very easy to just you know jump on the phone and scroll instagram and you know pass the time but i really really took uh, the moment to be really quite present in those moments to make eye contact and yeah um obviously we're, we're so hyper connected and you know getting off these devices oh. can be very very tricky but um mm, the worst those windows as we just said close so so quickly and you know, you talk to you talk to you know parents of of older kids. You're know, like you're blinking, they're five. You're blinking, they're fifteen, and you're blinking, they're moving out of the house. So th- that for me was a, a yeah. really big motivation to stay really present in those in those moments where I got to connect with Charlie because we weren't as fortunate enough with Charlie taking the bottle initially. Uh, we found out that he had a, a lip and tongue tie, which yeah. uh, we'll probably touch on uh, in the next episode. Um, but we were having no. Little to no success on the bottle. So I was looking at Ellie, you know, feeding Charlie, having this incredible connection. Um, and sort of two weeks in, I, I really took it upon myself that, you know, the baby massage, pre-bed, um, bathing, showering, um, reading him a story, um, you know, we did some, you know, mild research on black and white picture storybooks that apparently they can see the shapes a little bit more. Um, and that was a part of my bonding, um, routine with Charlie, um, because as you mentioned, you know, feeding with the bottle, wasn't something that we were able to do initially.
1: Yeah. It's. Being not being on your phone is very hard these days, right? I actually bought a lockbox recently, Sam. Did you? To put our devices in. Can We've I ask, used it what's, twice. What's
0: the recommended retail price? Sixty-five dollars. Sixty-five.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, so I bought one of those, and we ha- we did start using it, but then we didn't. We stopped well, using it. I've saved one hundred ninety-five dollars on a balloon arch. I there I could, you go. Could you can get one. I get three. <laughs> you get one, mate. And do you know what? Like I will say this: like you will end up checking your phone a lot in those early that early month because you're tired you need to stay awake all right you need to stay awake and it's sometimes (laughs) you'll be like four in the morning and you need to stay awake and do your duties so do what you gotta do but yeah like sam said if you can if you i'm the worst for it so that's why i bought a lockbox to try and remove remove it completely from my area Mm. so that i can't get it again um and it is very refreshing when you do that um but yeah more so now like i always try and stay off my phone as much as possible um if i can but i know it's hard but you're right that's how you get that sort of appreciate stay in the moment Mm -hmm. you know mindfulness be in in the moment
0: eye contact yeah it's um so so special uh but len (laughs) so much time breastfeeding so much time mm -hmm. on the bottle so much time they're meant to be sleeping that leaves us with about two hours a day where we can Play and have some fun, and many of the dads, many of the parents, many of the listeners might not know what sort of playtime or, or downtime with a baby looks like in that first of the month. So, mm. essentially, what 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 are we doing with our with our you know three week olds? Uh, two words:
1: tummy time. Tummy time, and it's crazy. Like I don't know if there's a correlation between how much of this you do and how quickly the baby starts to develop motor functions um i'm sure there's a study which will go into much more detail than this but we did loads of tummy time yeah. because we were told and, and tummy time is essentially where you put the baby down on a mat a tummy mat or a blanket on your bed or something and you put them on their tummy and <laughs> it's pretty
0: self-explanatory yeah for well, a think, period of time <laughs> think about it
1: when they're first born the baby's necks you know you're constantly like oh my god you've got to hold it up all the time it's stressful you're trying to strengthen that neck and putting the, the tummy time it literally is them essentially doing neck muscle mm. exercises and lifting their own head now we did we were told by several different midwives and we've talked about how brilliant they are in previous episodes to do it until they crack it mm. Right. so alfie never cracked it. it i could have left him on that tummy time mat all day right <laughs> But obviously I stopped it at some point because it was getting a bit much. But sometimes 20 minutes, 30 minutes, we we'll mm. just leave him there, watch him, make sure he's moving. And he developed bloody strong neck muscles, i tell you that, yeah. and quickly. He was rolling over quick, yeah. crawling quick, You know, almost at the walking stage now, yeah. and he's young. Like I don't know if there's any correlation between that, but we were all on the tummy time thing um, because we were told, do it till he cracks it, and he didn't crack it. Yep. So he, he, I think he enjoyed it like as a challenge. I don't know. Some babies do just crack it. And mm. it, once again, it's like the sleep thing, which we'll get onto in a, another episode. Some babies just sleep. Mm. Others do not.
0: Yeah. Um, as I have found out.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yes, again, were word, two words that um, in the first three decades of my life, I wasn't really aware of, but tummy time. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, um, if you think about, did you did you get one of those real soft mats where you just run it yeah. roll, rolling with towels? I mean, there's uh, there's so many toys you can buy that are stimulating with little mirrors. They love looking yeah, at their we, own reflection.
1: We had um, one of those uh, sort of mini inflatable. Clouds? N- cloud yeah. things. Yeah. And we put him in there on top of the bed and just wherever we were, really. Um, he could be laying down in there or he mm. could be doing tummy time in there. And yeah. Um, yeah just whenever we it was like it was part of the routine actually so it was you know we talked in the previous episode how it was feed then bottle feed and change then change clothes then swaddle a burrito and then in that you know as the feeds extended or whatever we started doing his 10 minutes of tummy time Mm. in that feed his 20 minutes of tummy time in that feed and then that continued and continued so that's
0: just a thing we added to the routine actually so and how do you go with your enthusiasm? Because as you said, tummy time for ten minutes. Very quickly, they're rolling onto their from their tummies to their back. Were yep. you were you fist pumping? Were you getting right around Alfie miss, when he started crawling?
1: Yeah. Well, we'll get onto all that, I guess, in future episodes. But I missed the first roll that happened. Just you know, outside of my control. Um, <laughs> wait, wait, whoa, 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 So, were you? Did Mel message you and say? No, she just came right. home. She was at a mother's group situation, yeah. and someone was like just looked and said, Oh Alfie's rolled over. Oh. And Mel was like, What? Um, and then she brought him home and she said, Look, he can do it and he was on the mat for ages and he wasn't doing it. And then he did it. Okay. He literally did it in that session. So I was like, okay, so I did see it but I just didn't see the first interesting one. I would have I would have said, I would have lied and said, Oh, this is the
0: first time. Yeah, yeah. I was excited.
1: I I I you know I cheered and fist bumped. I definitely did that. Yeah. Wow. I do it when he does anything like that, you know. Yeah. And I said this to someone the other day and we'll talk about it in a future episode. Like before you have a kid when someone tells you something their kid did in the past, <laughs> you're, you're like it, yeah. you, you, you were just like, Oh yeah, yeah that's yeah. all right. Um now, if Alfie holds a piece of cutlery correctly, the right way, <laughs> like and puts a spoon in his mouth, or does the smallest thing that holds it at a more correct angle, I'm like that's amazing this is the best thing i've ever seen and it's just these little moments where you're just like you, you know it's so true like you just don't think about it and now you're like oh, this is unbelievable <laughs> i'm like taking videos of it i'm putting it as my instagram story i'm sending it around to every single family member i'm like hashtag baller hashtag legend here we go <laughs> um, you
0: know you know that's just the way it is now yeah and um yeah, curb your enthusiasm and how other people will uh, respond to that, because yeah, I mean Charlie's doing the clappy clappies, he's knows where yeah. his tongue and nose is, and nobody's as impressed as I am. No, that's but, right. Jesus, you go gotta- <laughs> there yeah. will be people listening to going-
1: <laughs> Sam sends about, I'd say, twenty Snapchats a day. That's an exaggeration. You know. Yeah. Ten Snapchats <laughs> a day. Uh all right. It, it, I can guarantee you, right? If what I was, was the last one, was it Charlie screaming into a bucket? No, it was Charlie sweeping, but he wasn't really sweeping. I'll tell you something. I will bet you anyone out there now that ninety percent of what Sam sends will be Charlie content, and that if you looked at Snapchats before, Charlie, don't tell, him, don't tell him the other ten. To, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> motorboating back to motorboating. <laughs> oh, holy hell! Uh, but oh, you know
0: God. what I mean? Absolutely, I yeah. know what you mean. So funny, so funny. Um, Len, Jesus, this has been really fun to reminisce on the last sort of month. It's been, you know, as you said, it, it in the blink of an eye. You know, they're one, they're one year age, and you and you, you're, you're, you're haggling for a balloon arch from somebody on Facebook Marketplace. That's right. Um, tummy time, as we mentioned, um, probably the best pastime for that sort of first month. Um, but have you got any sort of tips for the for the first month? Maybe some things to purchase, something that you found really, really handy um that or maybe that you wish you had during that period of time all right so definitely the
1: white noise machine like uh, and i can't over i know we've talked about it but like i i definitely think that a nightlight which I, actually you and ellie nicely yeah. uh, gave us as a gift um, it's a glow dream it's We're still screaming out for a sponsor the glow dream The glow dream yes the glow dream we love you glow dream we still use you now white noise uh a red light get our consistency with sleep that was you know we've did that since day one so i would 100% recommend that. It's stuck with us this whole time. Do you know why
0: the red light's appropriate?
1: No, but, you know, well, in uh, some countries uh, it's not. So. Well,
0: uh, well, not appropriate, it's the wrong word, but why it's a feature. It's <laughs> um, <laughs> very appropriate. <laughs> Sorry. So the Glow Dream makes a white noise, it's a diffuser, and yeah. it has a red and green light. And essentially, the red light is meant to mimic what the baby. The visuals of what the baby would have seen in the womb. Ah, really.
1: fascinating.
0: Um, see, didn't work for us, but um, no, that's that, the that's that, the thinking behind it. I would definitely say that uh,
1: the cloud type um, bed thing that we mentioned also very useful. Take the baby with you anywhere mm. yeah. around the house, yeah. and that's really cool because it just means you don't have to be stuck in your room yeah. or stuck in the nursery. Mm. Um, you could be on the couch
0: with your baby mm. and your Great Dane, your sixty kilo Great Dane, <laughs> watching some stuff. Um, absolutely. I've got, um, one in particular, um, the body wrap, which for me was, um, Charlie was a really, really, uh, had a lot of trouble sleeping and settling. Um, but he absolutely loved that. And that was a great way to force connections. Like think of a four meter piece of fabric, um, several elaborate loops around yourself and you can have that little, Mm. uh, two and a half, three week old, absolutely tucked in tight, um, stung as a bug. Um, and you're still able to sort of move around yourself and, and, get things done. Um, the second thing for me, and I've actually got it here, Len, is God. our milestone book. Now it was okay. a gift. I mean, it's two thousand twenty-two. You can get anything monogrammed and over the top, um, but every month we sort of we, we write down what sort of happens and the little milestones and you know significant memorable moments. Um, and looking back on it today before we jumped on and started recording this, I mean, a lot of what I read essentially mm. well, I felt like it was brand new information because that first month was such a blur. Um, yep. You know, you blink and you miss it. You're so, so tired. Um, so, I mean, that's I mean something tactile. No, not really a tip, but something I, I would certainly recommend that the that, that families would do. We have a book and I'll say that we've been slack filling it in. Mm. Or
1: maybe Mel has been filling it in and I don't know about it. <laughs> So maybe I've been slack, but I don't think we have. And I'm just saying, maybe we should start doing it. we got a podcast. <laughs> we can go back and we have yeah, we, 40 minutes every month. That's what I mean. I'll just go back and just, what are you saying that?
0: Yeah, write that down. <laughs> oh, Len, another 40 minutes. I absolutely love um, the time we get to sort of talk about this. Um, as we mentioned we, in previous episodes, you know, as men, we probably don't talk about the, the highs and lows of this type of stuff enough. Um, so if anybody does have any questions or feedbacks or, or comments, please um, please do hit us up on our um, email address, which I don't know. I'm, I don't know to be honest. <laughs> we'll put it in the notes. We'll put it in the show
1: notes. <laughs> the email address is in the show notes. Yeah. It's in flux. It's that's in why. Flux. You know. But, uh, yeah. So any feedback would be greatly appreciated uh, from uh, fathers who are expectant, or from fathers who are on the same sort of journey as us, or from fathers who probably know more than us and are further down yeah, the line.
0: Tell us to shut up. Yeah. Do, we'll, give us
1: tips. Yeah. Then we will. claim them as our own and (laughs) spew them back to our lovely listeners and we'll not reference you and we will not no um but yes feedback please email will be in the show notes and like sam said dads don't necessarily talk men don't talk you know it's a big thing in the last few years about men talking about their feelings um you know combating depression i do a lot of work outside of this on that sort of thing and it's it's important that we relay how we're feeling And what we're thinking to each other, because, and to your partners, of course, as well, like, you know, um, so if you've got anything you want to, you know, vent, vent it at us, that's fine as well. Once again, email the show notes, but it's just good to chat to you, Sam, and to uh, discuss how we were feeling at certain points to also have a laugh. And you know it may seem scary that first month may seem scary, but guess what, guys, you got through it. You did it, and it's gonna get easier. Yeah, it's gonna get easier. I'm crossing my fingers and sort of <laughs> winking. Yeah, actually, but, yeah. Like, like, it's gonna get easier in some ways and not harder in others. Okay, uh, but 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 that's that's life. It's life. It's, it's not it's meant life. to be easy.
0: No, if it was easy, everyone yeah, would do it. That's right. Um, well, big thank you to everyone for tuning in. Episode four. Um, we'll be back with episode five for for another topic, another conversation of, of mm. what we found out the month after the month we first um, dealt with. So a big thanks for tuning in. Thank you. Um, Again, any feedback, please feel free to give it to us, but stay safe, stay well, and keep smiling. See you guys.